You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Are you a 3CR subscriber? We really need our listeners to subscribe to the station. It helps us remain financially independent and is an important part of our community governance. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Become a 3CR subscriber today. 3CR Radical Radio. And now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out all trouble and drunk. Beat out. Okay, we're on air. Are we on air? This we is Radical Australia on, on Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Where were you last week? I was doing something else. It was also just as important as this. For you, but I not... was wor- at work, actually. I was working. But where, where's, your, where's your medical certificate? No, I was, I was at Kelly, work. where's your medical certificate? We don't do those anymore, Joe. No, no, I do. No, well... <laughs> No. Um, uh, uh, you, were, you missed a great interview last week. I did listen back. Yeah, we actually, I listened back. Did you? Yeah, yes. we actually spoke to a living God. Yes, I know. I but, listened but, back. But he's now resigned as a living God. Yes, yeah, stepped yeah. down from his duties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's all right, Susan. Sue Smith. Sue, yeah, not you, Susan. As, ooh, no. we'll find out why in a minute. Yeah, because I know <laughs> my age group. I was born in 1956. Yes. And any time I see someone that looks like me, I go, did you get Susan? And they're like, yep. Well, excuse me, excuse me, Madam Smith. <laughs> What's on your birth certificate? Uh, Susan K. Smith. Thank but you. But I don't use the full Susan. Well, yeah, just Sue. <laughs> uh, all right. So you were born in 56, so you've taken my second question. Well, that's the end of the interview. Let's, yeah, there you go. Let's pack up, Kelly. All right. So... 56. God, I'll have to, you'll have to be respectful to me. I'm older than you. I was born in 51. There you go. So we've had similar experiences yeah. in life. Yeah. I, I assume your parents like mine are not, they're both dead, are they, your parents? Um, my father just died right. at 91 mm-hmm. for a man. That's pretty good. It's very good, age. yeah. My mother died of pancreatic cancer at 60. At 60, right. Yeah. And where were you born? 
was born in the Ormond or somewhere around there. Hospital it was around the Ormond Way. Ormond? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, a little private I hospital. I didn't live there. No, no, it wasn't private. No. I didn't live there. But it was, I think it was my grandmother or that that lived there. Right, so right. So you were born at home? No, I was born in the, whatever the hospital was in that area. In that yeah. area, right. Yeah, yeah. And were your parents born in Australia? Yes. Right. Both. And how about their parents? Their parents came from, which would have been my, um, one of my grandfathers. Mm-hmm. He came, they came from England. Right. And, um. And he was a rough and tough tootin' guy. Right, That um, he was a boxer. This is like in the 1800s too. Yep, yep. He was a bare-knuckle boxer. He also played in the the sort of dying days of South Melbourne Football Club. Oh, the Bloods. Yeah, but yeah. back in back in the days. Back so, in yeah. the days. So. so that was my grandfather. Right, and the mother's side, father's side. My father was a marine engineer. Right, and um, he was a good socialist. Mm-hmm. And I learned. So you're, you're trying to tell me there are bad socialists as well as good well, socialists. There probably are some bad socialists. <laughs> so he wasn't. To be fair, he wasn't. He wasn't a, one of them. He <laughs> wa- he wasn't a talking socialist. He was he was an activist. Yeah, wasn't? I remember when. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was when um, Fraser came in. Yep, good old Mel. Yep, and before that was Dad, and it was it had all gone wrong mm-hmm. as far as he was concerned. Right, and and I was, um, you know, he was there. He was angry. <laughs> A lot of people were angry then. Yep, and oh, and he went. And he was right in the long term because he said they should have called it a continuous sitting mm-hmm. and then the army or others would have had to come in and actually pull you out. And and I started collecting all golf stuff. Yep. And uh, he was phenomenal. Like he, he was just that you can imagine what an amazing thing it was during that time when they were in because they do things like... And I forget who it was. There was one of the um, members mm-hmm. of Parliament who was not just a member, but yep. had a, a, um, a portfolio. Mm. And he, he said, to, he, apparently, he went to Goff. Um, yeah, you got to come around and talk to me behind the stages. And they were still calling everyone comrade yep, then. There that's was right. No, anything. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're a fellow Australian. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, Goff. There's a real problem. And Goff said, what's the matter, comrade? And he said, there's an issue with the balance of payments. And Goff Whitlam said, what the fuck are the balance was, of payments? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Goff wasn't Apparently big on a fight. Well, it wasn't no, important no, finances, no. you know. And, and so then I tracked down why didn't they do that. And it yeah. was because Goff had said they knew it would create absolute division exactly yeah. and the army would be called, called in, in and we'd have civil war yeah and that's yeah. that's that's why they said bit of context back. what are you talking about we are talking about 1975 the dismissal of the prime minister of australia by kurz kurz the governor Kerr, yeah. general yeah. a gentleman who has how shall we put it he was very happy at the races he was yes. so pissed he couldn't stand yep. up. Yep. That was our Governor-General. Yep. Yes, he was handed was, to his grave. It was that era. Mm. I, I learnt, 
you know, a Christmas tree, a Christmas tree, the yes, tune. Yes, yes, It's the same tune as the worker's flag is flying That's red. That's exactly right, yeah. And, and so that one's always stayed with me. Right. Yeah. Now, your mum, what, what's she like? Well, she, as I said, died of pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. She, because my father was at sea a lot... So she did all the sort of homes. So it was a traditional 60s yeah, well, that's home. Yeah, yeah. In the good yeah. old days when one one wage actually sustained a family. Yeah. Now you need two, obviously. Yeah. 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 And uh, Emily, any brothers and sisters? I have a brother. A brother. Is he still with us? He is. He lives in Port Campbell. Ah, very so nice part of the world down uh, there. He's a bit. He's retired, is he? <laughs> no, no, he's gung ho. No, he's the he's the rich one. He's the rich. <laughs> one. Oh, we better not slander him because if he's rich, he could actually no, he hire knows. a lawyer. No, he, could, he knows. He, he could hire a lawyer, and you know, we'd be we'd be off the air. You know, yeah. you and me, Sue. So. Yeah. I mean, he'd he'd take away your superannuation. Yeah. He's not that type, is he? No, he's pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> He, he, he was he, he made all his money working at the, look he had the right thing he worked at uh, the Warrnambool Council yes. in the in the community services area yeah and then you get a good separation you stick to a job thirty to forty years yeah, and it works and well and he's retired and yeah now good luck to him building a second house to rent out to people to yeah, yeah, yeah. rent that's the what house. they do that's what they do when you've got disposable <laughs> income <laughs> which I don't <laughs> so. Where did you go to primary school? Oh, Aspendale Primary School. That's a very nice place, Aspendale. Mm. Not Aspendale Heights, but Aspendale, Aspendale. Right near the sea. Yep. How far? Uh, even my house was really not right near the sea, and, and all you had to do was... So, come. excuse me, am I talking to somebody who was on the wrong side of the railway tracks? Yeah, I definitely weren't on the... Oh, I wasn't on the rich oh, side. Because, oh, you know, you know the division. I do know the It's division. the railway line. You either live... I know. And you lived on the wrong side oh, of the absolutely. railway. But your dad was a marine engineer. Yeah, he was away a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into that. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to denigrate his memory. But on the wrong side of the railway line. Yeah. It's still the same, you know. Oh, it is I was, exactly I was the same. There, I was there on Tuesdays, exactly it's the same. It's exactly the same. And But you had to, it was easy when you were young because mm. there wasn't as many cars. He could you cross. still had to run, <laughs> yes. but not as much. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so my era was just... The this primary school, all the stuff was done at the beach. Yeah, yeah. Swimming events were mm. in the bay. Do you remember those famous red lights with the green, yeah, orange and red yeah. little clocks? Remember them? Oh, yes, it went that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brilliant, wasn't it? It was. I mean, they, they, they lasted till the 80s. Yeah. But I remember them, and you'd kind of race against the clock as a little yeah. kitty. All of it was a race against the clock, really. Yeah, yeah when you look at it. <laughs> yeah. So obviously at primary school, you, you found you had talents, or were you just one of the mob? Um. I'd say, because I went to Teachers College, I always go to the prestige institution, Frankston Teachers College. No, hang on, which... hang on. Hang on. <laughs> what, you, what, at nine-year-old you went to Teachers College? No, no. No, I no, I'm just say... talking, I'm talking about primary school. Oh, primary school was yeah. just going to the beach. Just going to the beach. All the time, coming back with your blisters on your back. Well, if you didn't, yeah. if you didn't have blisters, you <laughs> hadn't right. gone to the beach. That's right. I mean, it was a passage. I remember I used to go to the beach, and if you didn't come back blistered yeah. and red... You know, kids would laugh at you. You've been to the beach yeah. and you didn't get sunburnt. What's wrong with you? Was it like puberty blues or was that later? No, puberty blues was more girls can't surf yeah. era. Yeah. Is that after your childhood? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. No one was surfing in your childhood? No. 
Excuse <laughs> me. Especially not in the bay, I suppose, either. Not in yeah, the it was bay. just it was, it was way yeah, earlier yeah. than than, oh. than uh, like yeah. puberty blues and all that yes. stuff. This is yeah. this is this is the early sixties, primary yeah. school, you know. Well, paint I mean, a, girls, paint, paint girls. a picture. Like, what did it look like back then at, at the beach, you know? Like it looks like now. Same. Yeah, no, actually it doesn't because they used <laughs> oh, to have the groins. That's right, yeah. That blocked them off. Yeah. And now they're yeah. all gone. And yeah. what's really lovely is because Aspendale Life Saving Club now, mm. have they've been planting out everything to stop mm. erosion. Mm. When I hadn't mm. seen it been there for ages, like, that's mm. pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got a patient who actually lives on the beach at Aspendale, oh. as you do. And uh, he had a little fire accidentally. Some young women were drinking and mm. enjoying themselves and they lit up the bush. And there are these dead bushes, but he can't remove them, he's been told. He's been told, they've yeah. Got to, they've got to stay there. Yeah. Because they, they really value the vegetation. Yeah. Have you seen the signs? $25,000 tree vandals? No. No, I've, I've, been look, I've, I've been looking for... I was thinking of cutting down a tree and claiming the... Um, well, I think you need to, because the thing that annoys me when <laughs> yeah. I go for a walk, either with a friend or that along the beach, yeah. you can... They've got so... They've built massive, big places. Huge. Huge. And you can walk, like, mm. in 15 minutes to the next one, and it mm. drives me nuts. <laughs> I but, just go, why? But the good thing is, apart from Mr Fox who tried it... Mm. The beach is still beach public is still space. There, absolutely, you can walk around Australia yep. on the beach, which yep. you can't in many countries because yep. they've been privatised. Yep. So, where'd you go to high school? Uh, Mordialic Chelsea High School. Excuse me, you went from Aspendale, Aspendale Primary yep. to Mordialic. However, however, to be fair, they we did have a strike. Mm. We got the photos of the strike. People climbing what up. Year, what year was this? What year was the strike? Oh God. No, no, God's not going to help no, you. <laughs> She's not going to help you. Sixty-four. Yeah, go for that. Yeah, go for that. <laughs> what was it about? It was about long hair. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone went out and yeah. striked in favour of people should be able to have long hair. Must have been sixty-six, sixty-seven. Yeah. The Beatlemania. Yeah. yeah and rights. I loved it because we had to go back to the art class, and I'm terrible at art. Yeah. And. And then they went, you can't come here, you have to come home. And I'm like, beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I assumed you graduated uh, HSC with flying colours? Yeah, oh, maybe. Maybe. No, I did, it's, now you're really testing my history. Well, if you don't know. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure when. Well, well, you got past year oh, 12. Yeah, past year 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What yeah. year was that? Again, I can't remember. <laughs> what well, would have been, what, 56, 16, what, 72, 71, 70? Right. I'm trying to Yeah, and then yeah. what did you do after that? After that, I went to, as I said, the esteemed institution, Frankston Teachers College. Mm. Um, what? I had a teacher's college in Frankston? Yeah. Guess where I've had lunch today? At Frankston Teachers College? No, <laughs> no that's gone. No, that's no, at, the, at the Bayside Community Cafe ah. across the road from Frankston Station. There you go. Yeah, people should go there. They need support there. It's a community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My auntie mm. is currently in sort of a semi-aged care thing, mm. but she's 102. Yep. And she's still going strong. Yep. It's incredible. She lives by herself? No, she had lived um, with her daughter mm. and her um, and her son, um, and and uh, 
her daughter now is working up in, in yeah. Alice Springs area, mm. and Glenn is uh, the person looking after right. my auntie Marge. But she's but still in her own home, is she? No, no, right. no, I'm, no. Yeah. All right. she won't be able to, yeah. So how did a young woman during the Vietnam era, anti-war movement, uh, survive at Frankston Teachers College? That's a good question. Um, well, none of us were really committed to it. Right. <laughs> not, not to the anti-war thing. To the To college. the style of teaching Teach and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, they were yeah. still doing things like you had to, to play a recorder to pass music. What's wrong with that? Well, you know. I mean, everybody should know how to play a recorder. You know how to no, play a no, recorder, it was, Kelly? No. It, no. It's boring. Yeah, no. It's, and it was, it's not. No, and it was, it was Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, which again just added to the layer of like, really? <laughs> well, what are you going to do when you teach grade ones and preps? Oh, I'm never going to do that. You never. <laughs> right. Did you have one of those scholarships where you had to work for the state for three years? or did you just, No. 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 And I, I don't think I made it all the way through high school thinking about that. But What? You went to teachers' college, but you didn't make it through high school. No, it was pretty awful t- teachers' college. Did you finish? Yeah, I finished. And yeah, you were yeah. a teacher. So where do they send you? They sent me to Eltham. <laughs> That's all right. In those days, that was the centre of yeah. alternative and, life. And it lasted there one year, and then. That's where this came in. Yeah. What's this? So this is... I need glasses. Uh, you don't need to read. Don't worry about okay. your glasses. Well, I can't see. It's all blue. No, no, no. no. We, we, we never read. All oh, right. Okay. This is radio. This is so dynamic. this was the story of my friend and I post being at Frankston Teachers College. Yep. Without any knowledge... I taught one year, one year right. in primary school, mm. the preps. And I, oh, well, there you are. No wonder you needed the recorder. No, and then I left and went, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and um, then a friend of mine and I, we um, decided that we were going to go, apply for this thing, which turned out to be the institution. This at, thing at Janefield, yeah. Well, it is. Oh, this thing. Janefield. Janefield down at uh, Bandura. Yep. Yeah. And mm. so we got there, and we knew then how about the level of abuse yep. about everything. Could you explain to people what Janefield, what one, what it was, and what it, what what was it like? Well, this would have been on seventy two, seventy three. So, if you were one of the people that had to live there, it mm. was hell. Right. It so, who who were hell. the people that had to live there? They were people with disabilities. What type of disabilities? Across the board, all different ones. Physical, intellectual, congenital, the whole works. Yeah, the physical was probably the least lesser one. Right. Um, but, yeah. Um, and so... So it, this was the out of sight, out of mind times. Yep. yep. And so what happened was we just knew it was so bad mm-hmm. that... It, but it was... We were in John Cain's electorate. Right. And so we went to him and he gave us our own patch of land... Mm-hmm. Um, behind where all the horror was. And um, he also gave us our own wages so that we weren't attached to the, the staff. So when, let's go back to John Cain, you know, mm-hmm. John Cain. An amazing man. Junior, right, concerned. John Cain Jr., yeah. right. So was he Premier when you, when you approached yep. him? Yep. So you got an appointment, had a chat? Oh, we went and met him in his... See, he was a very austere man. Yeah, he was very austere. He would just have teddy bear biscuits, not yeah. a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. He was so austere, but he was yeah. lovely. He'd just mm. turn up with Nancy and have yeah. coffee with all the people where yeah. they were. And my favourite moment was we'd got this other room which had green corrugated iron. Mm. And I'm like, there's a lot of taps in here too. And it was probably about 
one and a half this size. Said, what mm. do you reckon that is? And then they went, that's the morgue from back in the day when World War II. <laughs> World War One veterans were good. Yeah. Yeah. And his his uh, person that was supporting him mm. said, now, can you give him a tour? And mm. I went, well, to be fair, there's a picture there, phone there, mm. sink and a tap. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was tough. Um, and mm. we did a lot of work around... So did, did, was it residential or did... Or did it, it was residential. So how many residents would you have had? We had a specific lot that mm. came up and what they came up to do was brilliant. We made cubby houses with them. Mm-hmm. We, we got an old tram that they could be in and do stuff in. So but how, many, how, many, how many would be residents? That, that, oh, everyone what, that was there was a resident. Was a resident. But, that, but that, well, was, this, was this a spillover from Janefield or was No, it was still part of Janefield. They hated it because <laughs> we we first had it in the front sort of room where they had their portable thing. Right. And they'd gone away because everyone hated us. We'd get death threats. Well, that's right, because yeah. you, you, you'd kind We're of... We're breaking uh, the mould. Yeah, the status quo. Yeah, you know, so what we did on the weekend... stepped on people's toes, yeah. We came and we took everything that we... Because we'd applied for a project to get mm. equipment mm. and they were keeping it. So we came in that that weekend, we took it all out and put it where we, we got our bit of grand. They yeah. were pissed <laughs> when yeah. they came in. It was all gone. So you went there as a teacher. Is that how you discovered this place? Yeah, and didn't really have any sort of sense of it, no. if that makes sense, but we certainly got a sense of it really quickly. In one of Melbourne's suburbs this was? This is in Bandura. In Bandura. Janefield yeah. inst- was an institution where yeah. basically teenagers, children with uh, intellectual... Disability oh, would end up. People with severe, um, yeah. severe and, uh, yeah. issues and yeah. severe, severe disability. Their parents couldn't care for them. No, no. And, and they could, but it was such an old-fashioned system. Mm. The first day that Jan and I, who was, who was we, we came to, it was one of those meetings of the world. Mm. We turned up on the first day and we went for a walk and sat on a bench and we mm. found out that my father worked for her father, mm. who was also a, a, a sailor, mm. a seaman. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was an extraordinary... Look, everybody knew about Janefield, but, oh, nobody, spo- but nobody spoke about it. No. There were many of these institutions uh, for yep. different yep. disabilities around Victoria. It was the outer sight out of mind. Yeah. It was what we call warehousing. Yeah, and look, I think mm. that whole support from John Kay made a real difference because mm. they would just come up. And there were swings and there were things and that mm. everyone could do stuff. And mm. um, it made a real, really big difference. So how long were you there for? Well, Jan and I decided that we would stay until the end. What's the end? The end was, oh, I have to look it up, but it's somewhere mid, mid 1990-something. Is that when it was deinstitutionalised? Is that Jane Field? N- no, this tells the story of... Thank, oh, I've got glasses somewhere, but yes, thank you. I'll grab them for this you. This tells the story of... Well, what I called it is Those Who Do Not Learn From History Condemned to Repeat It. And that was my title. And um, Look, this is radio. People can't see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you've got a piece of paper yep. where you've... Is this the history of the time you were there? That is, And yes. how many years do you think you were there for? Oh, no, we were there for quite a long what, time. Oh, two decades you. or... At least two decades, the way you were speaking. Yeah, I, 
I yeah. suspect. It yeah. was it was mid nineteen ninety something when mm. it stopped. Yes. Um and that's uh, when we had the de deinstitutionalisation. So you were yeah. there as a teacher? No. We weren't because John Kane took us away from that and we could do whatever we wanted in that space. Yeah. 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 Right. In what was your role though? Sue? Just to hang out to to support yeah. people to come up. Mm. To to provide opportunities for them to come out with us. Yes. Um, it, it, I mean, they the staff hated us, yeah. but we we had death threats mm. from the staff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, the thing is, you'd had generations of people working at Janefield. They had a cosy existence. Didn't pay mm -hmm. much, mm -hmm. but it was permanent work. Yep. And was basically warehousing people with with severe intellectual disabilities. Yeah. It's a warehouse. It was a warehouse. Oh, absolutely. They got fed. They went to bed, they got up, Absolutely. you came and you opened up possibilities. And, uh, and and I remember our mm, first introduction when mm. we first came in before we'd got our space from John mm. Kane. Um, the first thing we saw when we walked in, it was a, a, a day room with no furniture mm. and one woman who was just crouched because her body became like that. Because yes, that, yes. And a, one of the staff walked up and kicked her in the back. That mm. was my first vision. Yeah. Of yeah, that. Yeah, because nobody was interested. Let's be, let's be mm. honest. The community knew there were things happening, but they weren't interested. Yeah. Look, this is Radical Australia. I'm chatting with Sue Smith uh, uh, on 3CR, 855 on the AM dial. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast. 3CR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. Public transport's great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to 3CR when you're on it. Until now. The Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. You're listening to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Mid-90s, this closes down. What happens to you? Ah, so lucky I've got this whole little pile here. The next thing happened to me was I had breast cancer. Oh. Um, well, that's that's the, congratulations. <laughs> I think what is it, one in seven, or is it one in oh, six women high. get, get yeah. breast cancer? Yeah. And how, so, how, how did you diagnose it? Did you self-diagnose, or no? I had a doctor, and uh, and he picked it up. Right, um, and uh, a big surprise to you. It was a big surprise to no, me. No, no family history of breast cancer. No, no. Right. Um, and, and how old were you? In your forties, or. No, I was, yeah, 38, 39. 39 which yeah. is very young. Yeah, it yeah. was young. But they, well, they called us young women. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I don't feel like I am a young woman. But anyway, fair enough. <laughs> um, so then I went on to do this project. And now, hang on. Let's go back. Let's yep. go back. Yeah, right. You were diagnosed with breast cancer. Yep. What treatment options were you offered? 
So we started with this horrible psychologist, not a psychologist, he was um, like a big guy. A big guy. Yeah, big, you know, big guy in, the, in, his, in his area. Yeah, right. And uh, when we, I sat down for him first, and I'd only just had a baby. Right, right. right. And he said, now you've got to fill in this. You have to do this, you have to do that, you have to make sure you're on time every time. And I said, well, given that I've just found out I've got breast cancer and I have a child, I might not be turning up each time. Mm. Um, yeah. So was this for radiotherapy? No, it was uh, a sitting in a circle with all these other women who we'd all at the same time been diagnosed with the same with, with breast cancer. That's, that's very unusual. It was. That's what they were fishing for. They were looking to find women that had... Uh, well, it's like a group research. talk. Yeah. You know. But what about real treatment? What was offered to you? Um, Did you have surgery? Yes. And was that followed by chemotherapy and radiotherapy? Um, I had chemotherapy. I didn't yeah. have radiotherapy. Right, right. Um, but also then, then that was my next then passion. So I started working with the women that we'd all been together in. We didn't want to be a part of him. He just sat there because he was horrible. (laughs) He was collecting data for his next paper. Do you understand how it works? Medical research works? That's why I find it very unusual. You're you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're 38, and you find yourself in this group. I would be screaming for treatment. Yeah, well, I I was having treatment. But this Um, was part, this is the price you were paying. Yeah. And so then what happened was, as a group, we created our own group, mm-hmm. and then it, it blossomed. And so I what, mean was, that's what, what was the group called? It was called Warrior Women. Warrior Women. <laughs> yeah. Right. Did it matter which breast was removed to be part of the Warrior Women? No. No, because I forgot. I, mean, I guess it's whatever, if you're a good archer, I guess that's it's what whatever size. Yeah, that, that's what <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, no, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the actual. But what came out yeah. of it is we got. We got, we've got artists and we've got support people and we've got women who had had breast cancer and we created big um, installations of right. photos and right. things mm. I can show, like here's an example. Yeah, look, uh, I'm afraid it's radio. can't do it radio. Paint a picture for us. Paint a picture, paint a picture for us. So and... once we started travelling the installation, right. Um, of the artwork, mm-hmm. then people started coming. And my favourite one was Benella, when the women from the CWA came mm-hmm. and one of the big pieces that we always had was um, a montage of right. women's breasts of all yeah. different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And I loved it because when the CWA women came in, they were in raptures. They're like, right. oh, they're touching it, look at that one, look at that, that one, one, look at that yeah. one. Um, and so then we, we went, we toured, it went to Canberra, it went to... Um, mm. Up the coast. So who, who provided the finance for this particular? Australian Council for the Arts. Right. And were you employed by them or you... Uh, yeah, well, we got funding to got do all of this. Got funding to do all this. Yeah. Because it's really the same thing, isn't it, as what happened at Jane Field. Mm. You brought what was hidden out mm. into the open because mm. in the 1990s, you know, if you had breast cancer, it was a personal issue. It wasn't something you'd kind of publicly... No, no. Uh, and when yeah. they used to call it... It always annoys me because, you know, I was coming up to 40. Yeah. And I always called it like um, young women talking. I'm thinking, I don't think I am a young woman <laughs> anymore. But look, they all, we all yeah. worked together. We had, we had already had people that we'd connected with around artists and mm. installation and all mm. of that sort of stuff. Is, is this still continuing, the Warrior Women? No, it, no. it, it stopped. Uh, how long? 
Was that for about a decade? Or? Uh, it went oh, quickly, just... Just roughly. You don't have yeah, to be exact. Was, Nobody's going to 2003 catch. was when the Australia Council and all of right, these this right, happened. Right. Um, and uh, what type of, um, apart from the vanilla women, <laughs> what type of response were you getting as you went around look, Australia? Were, the, all the rest of the ones were fantastic. Mm. The one that was the most disappointing was Canberra. Right. And they put it into a dark room where you, they didn't want people to see it out in the open. Right, so we still got that thing you had that to it's go a into a dark room and look a, at it. There. Yeah, it's still a hidden hidden yeah. disease. It's different to today. Yeah. Obviously, there are many foundations, and yeah. again, it's the same same principle, mm. same principle as Jane Field. Something that was yep. not talked about was personal, yep. hidden. Yeah, you brought out into the and open. this is all well before like the whole pink yeah, movement much, and yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. yeah. So you were doing something quite groundbreaking. Yeah. 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 Um, See that? That's what. But the thing that really upset me the most when I was first there at the thing, mm. they had a room that where we came to was in a palliative care place, and I was yes. used to sit there thinking, why would you do that? Well, because the chief researcher is involved in palliative <laughs> care. That's the way it works. Yeah. You're just grist for the mill. <laughs> you know, I've done a lot of research, and we like bunnies. You know, mm. I'm sorry to be cruel, mm. but the thing is. Again, what what I find is this extraordinary is this principle that you, you've been following. The fact is, you did twenty years at, around twenty years oh, at Jane less, Field, yeah. at, at Jane Field. Quite a bit of travelling and putting things. Yeah, up Yeah, but and I'm down. just saying, twenty years yeah. at Jane Field, where you actually brought things to public attention. Yeah. And then you, you've got breast cancer, and instead of you know playing the victim role, what you've done is you've actually oh. highlighted something which was hidden, and it was almost shameful. Mm. You know to have mm. to have that, and and, and mm. the, the one that was the, the installation that resonated with all of us, mm. it it featured people women's breasts on a diagonal mm. from the women from the very early days where it was mutilation, mm. right through to where you, people couldn't even see that that a lump had been taken out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there, there have been uh, huge progresses. Yeah. So my favourite was when the men turned up at one of the installations. They said, "Why can't you do one of those for us?" And we said, "Well, you go and do one about dicks or something." But yeah, dicks, no, you're no. not doing that. Well you, well, you can't. You can't see prostates. Yes, that's the dilemma. Yes. You know, I, I mean, they could get a whole picture of prostates, but I don't think it'd have the same. No, I don't. No. What do you reckon, Kelly? I don't want to know. <laughs> no, neither do I. I've yeah. seen. I've operated on prostates when I was much younger, and uh, I've assisted at operations. Mm. Let's be let's be specific. And uh, yeah, there are things you don't want to see on a wall. No, <laughs> no, um, definitely not those. I don't think uh, so. So, did you did you have any children after your breast cancer? I only have one son. One son, who's right. thirty-two. Thirty-two. So a bit of, and a he's li- a big, they them, yep. and he's a big, got big political. Ideas, which is just what you want. He takes after his father and grandfather. Yeah, potentially. So, so is he a big man? He's a big man. So he takes after his grandfather with the pugilistic, you know, the bare yeah. knuckle fighting, yeah, and yeah. his father is the uh, the good socialist. The good socialist, well, indeed. There you are. You've done something very well. He's a cranky well. man, though, my dad. Even though he only just died recently, because he was he went into Cobden Care, which was the best place I'd ever seen right. um, for him, and. Mm. Um, we drove all the way from Melbourne to visit him. Yeah. We come and sit on his bed at about, I'd say, about 20 minutes in. You'd go, feel free to go any time you want. Yeah. Like, all well, right, we'll get back in the car. Yeah, and drive back, <laughs> to, back Melbourne. to Melbourne. Yeah, well, you would have run out of things to say <laughs> yeah, because yeah. men of his vintage, like me, we, we don't talk. 
Not about no. personal things. We don't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk. Look, Kelly's just putting up the time, yeah. so she's saying to me, Joe, speed up. Move this woman's a got bit. a life. She's got a life so after 2003. This is the next No, no, hang on. No, 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 no books because no books. we okay. can't see them. You can't see them. Right, okay. and Kelly said word yep. pictures. Yeah. So 2003, this project comes to an end. Yep. So what do you do we next? Did, we we, there was quite a few of us that worked on different community projects. Like what? I can't remember. Right, that's fine. Yeah, um, mm. and so the, 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 the then it was the original when 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 Self Advocacy Resource Unit start, which was two thousand and eight. That was the start. So what 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 was that called? Self Advocacy Resource Unit. What self advocacy? So self advocacy is about people with disability having a voice and mm-hmm. having a say, and mm. not having to be pushed down. Or have their voices, and you would know this too, Kelly. Yeah, trying to keep those you voices talk, you out can, there. You, you talk it's, about it. You talk Sue. about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, it's it was the start. It was just the two of us mm-hmm. uh, the first day there. So what what made you? Did you actually start this, or had this started and you're employed? Uh, oh, I'd say it was a mixture of both. A mixture of both. Yeah, and we'd yeah. also had relationships with people that were already working there, not as Saru, but in the same mm. sort of space. So like, where was this? This was in Ross House in the in city. Ro- in Ross House? Yep. Right, because that's been... Could you explain to people what Ross House is? It, so it's a... Uh, Quite an old building. Mm-hmm. Flinders Street. Flinders Street. Or is it Flinders Lane? Flinders Lane. Flinders Lane. Flinders Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Flinders Lane. Yep. Next to the city library. Yeah. yeah. In Flinders Lane. Yeah. yeah. And um, so the best, it was, it was my, our favourite day, it was um, my co-worker, Jackie mm. and I, mm. and um, we got money to go to office works and get everything we wanted and it was the happiest day of my life just put this in we're not paying for it so in it goes it yes. was fantastic um couldn't have been happier than all that equipment you bought for janefield the, the residence there we didn't buy yeah we bought, you know we got a grant for some of the stuff so but, you had to be but but yeah so who was all paying for all this it wouldn't have been ross house no, it definitely wasn't Ross House. No, Ross, no. House Ross House wasn't happening then. No. It was pre, 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 pre Ross House. Um, but, but, but so when you went to Ross House, so what, you had a little office there? With we had a the little other, office. Before the other uh, community organisations. Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten who donated it, but somebody actually donated the whole was building. Was it the... Mm. They, they did. Mm. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and, and it, the whole point was that it gave organisations that didn't have a capacity yeah. to pay rent an ability to have an mm. office and a central yep. place to work from. So what floor were you on? Uh, so in the very beginning, when mm. we first, on the very, very first day, mm. um, it was on the first floor right. attached to a MIDA. At that stage, they had their own um, space. A uh, who was this? A MIDA. Action was? for more independence and dignity and accommodation. Right, right. Yeah, At which we weren't part of, right. but we were attached to... So how many of you were there to begin with? To begin with, it was two of us. What, you and Liz, was it? No, No, myself and a woman called Jackie Ward. Right, right. And and what did you have to do? Well, at that stage, we just had to, because we were starting from scratch, Mm -hmm. so we just had to um, work with the groups, get to know the Some of the groups we already knew Mm -hmm. from previously. Right. Um, But it was really about, about starting to build that structure. That right. needed to grow and expand, mm-hmm. and it really had to be about 
people's voices. So and what, it had what to be did, not our voices. Yeah. So what do you mean by structure? What what did you build? What did you have communication with other advocacy groups? Yes. Right. Yep. yep. And and there were other ones in Ross House too. Mm, mm. Um, Reinforce, I would say, it was one of the long is well is still one of the longest running groups mm. so, so you're basically responsible for all these people demanding rights because they're human beings absolutely that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> terrible See? that's terrible it's evil evil it's evil evil <laughs> really self-advocacy yeah. oh come on what would you, what would somebody who's got a different ability know about themselves and what yeah. they need i mean Yes. That, that's so, terrible. Yeah. So you got a lot to you got a lot to answer for. Well, you know, I don't so. feel I do, but <laughs> maybe I do. Look, it, look, everyone came in. Yeah. Um, well, you know, oh, I can't say I can't turn to you. Can I? Oh, no. you can. I you can. can. Like yeah. Colin Hisco was the first in, and everyone was the first into this tiny little space that yeah. it was new and mm, potential mm. and exciting. Mm, yeah. Mm. And you had people similar. Viewpoints in the same space, yeah. you know, you could actually go upstairs and speak to somebody, go yeah. downstairs, you didn't have to email them. Well, there was no email in no. those days. You just actually talk to them so, face yeah. to face. Yeah. That's that's another disgusting yeah. thing you were doing. So, How long did that last for? Still, oh, it's still going. going. What? Yeah. You mean? It never bloody stops. <laughs> Are you still there? No, I've retired. What? Just recently. Yeah. When did you retire? Oh, at the end of June, I think in really? July. Yeah, yeah. So well, it was a, a friend of mine that Dean, uh, Dean and I, we'd worked together through the COVID, right. and um, and it just. What it, did you have one of those little pieces of paper that allowed you to go into the office? No. You worked from home. Oh, through COVID, we worked from home with all that zooming stuff. Yep. Did you get a headache? No, because one of the, the ways that, particularly when Dean and I were working through COVID, was it's about sitting back right, and hearing what people had to say and just saying something if it was needed. Right. So it was really about giving people the power, not us. Right. Yeah. So how do you look? It's a very important thing because a lot of us people are involved in, you know, work assisting other people, mm. right, for a variety of reasons, whether it's medicine, whether it's psychology, whether it's... You know, whatever it is, and mm. I think this: how do you go about sitting back in a self-advocacy group and actually listening to people and not being like me, interrupting constantly? Because a lot, because of the over the years with the self-advocacy resource unit, it's got a, it's quite a long leading. Um, became like that it wasn't like us as the separate and them but we wanted it was about their voice mm. not ours and we were there if needed if, if that makes sense right, um, right. Yeah. you were there if needed if needed well, but you got all the answers yeah. but so have they because <laughs> they're living with it right. and i'm not you're not yeah so you, you apart from the carcinoma of the breast you don't have a physical disability or intellectual no. disability no, no. All right. And yeah. so you're in there for about 18 years. Yeah, and then the final one, which is, is the heartbreaker that we had, we had got funding through David Bowen. Right. Um, and Could you explain who David was? So David Bowen was the very first CEO of... Um, oh, 
Well, what type of organisation? It was the main organisation for right. the around disability and right. Uh, right. Uh, NDIS. NDIS, yes, yeah. yeah. And he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like he loved. He he. We'd have self different self advocates from every group came along. He'd listen. He'd talk. He'd bring in the staff. Right. To to get a sense of it, um, and we planned to do this national self advocacy project, which um, and Kelly, you'll know, Sally and I did it together. We travelled around Australia, and we worked on this final report and implementation plan. And then, of course, David Bowen retired mm. and then others came in and it was the difference. And, and so we worked on this, this um, report, National Self-Advocacy Project final report, delivered it. The guy sitting opposite went, it's a really good model, but we won't be using it. And we'd spent like three, four months travelling around to every all the groups that we could connect with mm-hmm. and nothing came Were of you it. giving nothing any reason it. why? Was it financial? No, I said it was very good. But you weren't given but a reason we why. we not using it. Any reason yeah. why it wasn't going to be used? Not that we knew. And what were your recommendations, just roughly? I'll have to look at it. Some yeah, old. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just roughly what the recommendations. Yeah. So we had lots of things like implementation phases, what, whom, you right, know. Um, right, right. Uh, and it was funding outcomes. Mm. And then there was also a, a project model for people that might need easier reading. Mm. Tell us about what you did because it's such a great story what you and Sally did together. For yeah. those who don't know, tell mm. us what you did. So we travelled a lot <laughs> on Around the plane. Australia. And I have a fear of flying, mm. right? Mm. So I'd rock up. We'd, Sally would always rock up really early and I'd rock up. And I'd go to get, because it was open all the time at the airport, I'd go mm. and get a scotch mm. because I have fear of flying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember going once to it and I went, I went to the woman and I went, oh, um, what did I say? Not an alcoholic, just fear of flying. She said, don't you worry, darling, I am an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> That's right. So, so we travelled around and we went to each state and mm. met with the self-advocates in each state. Right. And, and it really was like a, a flying fly out. You'd get up and you'd fly early in the morning mm. to say um, South Australia, the group in South Australia, and then you'd be back that night, and and then it would go along. The only place we stopped and it was because Sally desperately, desperately, desperately wanted to see Quokkas, so we took a day off or a day and a night off to go and yeah. stand a rock nest. What did you think of that perversion? <laughs> did you think they were just little rats? Well, <laughs> they did have a big thing on the board going. They're full of germs, yeah. um, but it doesn't, doesn't seem to stop anyone touching them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this this is all about. If I remember the slogan correctly, nothing, nothing about, about us without, without us. us. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. Nothing about us yeah. without us. And so, and what do you think? NDIS has lost that idea, or have they? Actually, oh, totally, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Look, even though report produced by Victorian self but it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not going to happen again. No. No. And no. it didn't lead to anything, which is the mm. heartbreaking part of it. Yeah. It did. It, no, I tell a lie. It did lead to stuff mm. because until this started, groups from around the Australia weren't connecting. Mm. But as because we were travelling to each group, mm. then they started connecting with other members from around Australia. Do and, you uh, think the introduction of case managers for NDIS? Clients was the uh, 
reason that this particular idea wasn't followed? No. No. I just think it... Can I swear on the radio? Oh, you can swear. You can fucking swear any time you like. They didn't give a shit. Right. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. They just went, it's a really good project. We might yeah, be well, it. obviously it's one of these projects that's been done, but it's going to be put aside because we've got other ideas. Mm. So, that, and look, Sally and I had worked so hard on it. Mm. And I remember when, when mm. we, just, we just picked it up and went, it's gone. Right. And we both cried. It's just like it's all that work. But yeah. it didn't. It keeps going. Sally keeps working on it. Wow. And it yeah, keeps yeah. going because that project did bring groups together to have their say. Well, it keeps going because there's a need. It's that Absolutely. simple. There's a need. Yep. And that's why people make mistakes. Like NDIS makes a lot of mistakes because they don't listen to the actual mm. people who receive... Yeah. Yeah. And, and people complain all the time. Yep. You hear all different people complain all the time. And even though I retired, I still get phone calls from different self-advocates going, yeah. how are you going? How are you going? Well, That's thanks. Good. <laughs> now, here's, here's the million-dollar question. Okay. We ask the hard questions mm-hmm. here in Radical Australia. Kelly will tell you that. You're a time at party. Did you get flowers or a gold watch or nothing? I got, um, I got a sort of strange glass-shaped <laughs> thing with red stuff inside it. Right. Uh, I think I did get some flowers, yep. but I got some grog. That was good. Right. Um, and Scotch, I assume. Scotch. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, even though I have scotch and ice, which every – like my partner who's a scotch drinker, yes. he calls that like absolutely off – you can't have – you water down – you don't water down scotch. My no, 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 no. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was lovely to have that, and it was it's it to quote Goff, it was time. It was time, yeah. yeah. You, get, you get to a stage in life where, yeah, it was 60, especially I think if it you was work, something like sixty-five years or something. Yeah, no, not yeah. sixty-five. I would be longer, old, younger <laughs> than that. I would have been born. Yeah, it was about fifty years. You've been something. It was, it was forty-five no, it was about years. Forty-five years. years that's you've it. been in the field, yeah, yeah. and you've been, you know, you've gone from project to project. Yeah. Now, apart from scotch drinking, have you got any mm. plans for the future? Yes. Tell us about them. So my plans for the future, which is surprising because, um, you know, not the richest person by any means, um, but because of my father's death, the um, my father had collected after he was planning to go and travel the world with my mum. Right. And then she died of pancreatic cancer. Yep. So then he just had all these shares and stuff that they were doing. Mm. And... Um, It's hard when you think about it because it's it's really only well. Recent. It's only happened recently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you, you're basically yeah. So we've got these extra dividends and yes, stuff that can yes. help us. Um, right. So how many? You said how many brothers and sisters? You got a brother. One brother. So it's you and your brother that will be yeah. sharing the estate. Yeah. And what yeah. are you hoping to do with that? With those dividends? Um, keep our heads above water. <laughs> Pay the bills. <laughs> yes. Yes. Are you going to do any travelling? Yes. Have you got any plans to go anywhere in particular? Well, I've got three potential spots. Tell us about them. One would be to my, my dream. Like I'm a Grecophile. Right. I just I have been going to Greece since the eighties. Do you know? Do you know? Currently, there is a Greek film festival ah. at the Como till the 29th of October. I was there last night, so that's why. Oh, you went, did you? No, I dropped somebody off. Please, Dad, I'm not going to watch a bloody Greek film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, the films are travel. But I tell you what, we started going in the early 80s and we went right through till 1990. 
1919, just recently. 2019. 2019. So you can go. So you can go back now and actually. I could, but I'm thinking. Where else? What was the second place? So the, the other places I'm thinking of was either I've never been to the South Island of New Zealand. Oh, that's boring. Is it okay? I'll it's take just that natural off the stuff, list. you know, yeah, mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, funny names, you know, from the I've Maori people. I've never been to um, Kangaroo Island. So, you can do a cruise to Kangaroo Island. <laughs> Half and, of it's been burnt out. And anyway. the other one is to, to go to Singapore, back to Singapore again. Um, what do you mean back? Uh, we, we, because whenever, because when I was when we were um, going to Greece, yes. I would refuse to go through the Arabic areas. Right. Because yes, there was terrible things happening, like the poor women that all got put in ambulances in Qatar. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm just like, we're just going over, um, and so to get there, because you couldn't get direct flight to Athens, we had mm. to fly over Greece, over Greece, <laughs> fly back to Athens. Yes, and then we were there. But it, look, I still have it so deep in my heart, and um, go to Greece. Yeah, yeah. Go, you, you've been to Santorini, obviously. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. been everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. You don't have a, can you speak and Greek? I've, I've got, I can speak some. My, my perfect sentence is... Yes, let's hear it. Metheno Alanika, allow me lao polyliko. I'm learning Greek, but I speak very little. And they they come up, shake your hands, a tear in their eyes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, uh, look, the only thing I remember about Greece is the breakfast... Olive oil and eggs, brilliant. Yeah. Good bread. Yeah. Natural food. Yeah. Look, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You've done a lot of things in your life. I'm going to leave these for yeah, you. Yes. Well, we're going to take a photo of some of these things okay. with you. But the thing is, you've done. You've made a great contribution to this country, and uh, many people in this country will remember you. And it's been a privilege talking to you. And I'd like to thank Kelly for organising yes. the interview or the chat with you. And I wish you and your partner all the best for the future. Yeah. And uh, if it's the South Island, Kangaroo, Kangaroo Island, Greece, I've been to the three of them. Yeah, you go. Go to Greece. Go back to Greece. You can always go to Kangaroo yeah, I do Island. Love it. It and you can always go to the passion. South Island. You can always go to those places. So. But, you know, the thing that also impacted Greece was COVID. That's right. And yeah. they don't have the world's best hospital system at all in no, Greece. No, um, So that was a, a, a yeah, big impact. But, you know, you can get good insurance and fly yeah, back yeah, now that yeah. you've got all those dividends. Yeah. So you look after yourself yeah. and all the best for the future. These your oh, yeah, they're my glasses. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can use your own. And uh, thank you very much, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sue Smith. And uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for the legacy, Sue. Oh, and I'll leave these for you. Thank you so much. No worries. I'm in love with the perfect girl. I've got it so good now. But how can I keep this love from growing old? Growing. Why must I worry so With every day my love still grows I gotta let my mind let go And together we can let our love Grow ever old mm -hmm. Should I ever pray
problem now I'm in love with the perfect girl I've got it so good now But how can I keep this love From growing old Growing old Growing old Become a subscriber and support Radical Radio Call 03-9419-8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.